Welcome to the Best Player Win Podcast, where we believe that winning is winning, no matter by how little or how much. We are your hosts. I'm Sean Cowles. I am Sean Boatwright. And welcome back to week four, episode six. Uh, good to be back, uh, Boatwright. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good. enjoyed the pod with you and Nate. I always mm-hmm. enjoy hearing Nate's takes on things. Uh, yeah, it was a good change of pace, I think. You know, yeah, a little sure. different. I agree. Um, always good to get folks on the podcast. So again, not to plug it, but anyone who wants to come on, yep. just sign up on the sign up sheet that's pinned I am in the group chat. But I, I hate fantasy football. All right, I, mean, I, I had it. a good week. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it would juxtaposition two very different takes. I think this week, which we'll get into. But um, you know, we can uh, you know kick this thing off as we usually do with some fantasy headlines. Uh, um, all right, what, what stood out to you this week? Yeah, uh, CMC had four cutties on the day. Um, in fact, he was in position to get five, but they, they tried to do a uh, like a QB sneak with Zach, or not Zach, excuse me, um, Brock, Perfect. and then they tried to give their fullback a touchdown. So they didn't give CMC his fifth touchdown, uh, which I think just really speaks to, you know, you might look at CMC and be like, oh, he only got four touchdowns. But in reality, he should have had five. They just decided to not go with him again. So I, just like if you have CMC, you probably have the best player in fantasy, hands down, without any, you know, there is no joke about it or, or you know, you just have the best player in fantasy. And I'm surprised I beat him two weeks ago. So yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he looks like the guy of old, right? He looks like the guy in in in, Car- in Carolina Panthers blue who would just who was the only target on the field, regardless of who the quarterback was for them. Um, and so, yeah, the return on investment there, were in, you know, especially in a league like ours where you got him at the probably late part of the of the, of the uh, first round, if not round like seven, I forget exactly where he was drafted, but you know, um, I mean, he has a monster week, but right on the back of that, after all the turmoil. Fields putting up also another monster week. No CMC, but still, you know, I mean, you'd take it, right? I'm sure, uh, (laughs) I'm sure Jake was happy with it. um, If other things had fell, you know, in certain ways, but uh, I mean, he also ran into the buzzsaw that is uh, Sean Boatwright. So, (laughs) yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to talk myself too much up. It was luck. But the thing that, the thing I would say about Fields, um, I actually think that this is going to become more the norm, not necessarily his passing, but I, I think that you're going to start to see him creep towards about 20 points a week. Um, you know, everybody was talking about how bad he was doing and he was still putting up 15 points, 14 points a week in fantasy. It doesn't take much improvements for Fields game to get him to that 20 point range. Um, I still think he's probably a top 10 QB on the year. I would probably go as low as like top seven. Um mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think we'll see a huge regression. Um, I didn't watch much of the game. I did read a lot about like what was going on online because that does impact me and my, the decisions I'm going to make my, for my team. And a lot of the feedback I saw was it was a combination of how bad Denver actually is, but also the offense looked better. They looked like they were executing. The play calling was better, um, and coaching lost them that game, not Fields' performance. Well, coaching seems to be the issue in, right. in that. Now, we know nothing. It's an NFL franchise. But, you know, I mean, it's like any workplace. If you go there and you don't want to be there and you're being with, with people, especially superiors who you don't want to be with, that shows. And it was in their play it was showing. So after a bit of house cleaning and, you know, yep. whatever is actually going on there at the scenes, yeah, it did seem to be a bit of breath of fresh air. And then they still managed to somehow lose the game. Yeah. But from a fantasy perspective, you don't really care because well, – field still does what you want him to do yeah and i think the other really really big thing is it 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 kind of puts some of that confidence back into fields which as we know in quarterbacks is extremely important a broken quarterback will not win you games if fields even got a half a breath of confidence back i think that will be good for him and by extension chicago moving forward Mm -hmm. um moving on puka had another dominant week he continues to be the go-to target guy there um he got his first touchdown the big question is Cup. Cup has been activated off IR that opened up his 21-day practice window. I did see some reporting today that, and oh my, this tweet was horrible and I wish I had pulled it up beforehand, but it was Cup not as bad as ex- originally thought, wants to be at 90% before they bring him back, not expecting him to come back, 
will continue to practice. So it's basically like he's not as bad, but he's also not ready to come back. But he they want him to come back this weekend, but they're going to keep practicing. So what does that mean? I think Cup probably plays this weekend. I don't think that it impacts Puka as much as, as everybody seems to think. My suspicion is that Tutu and Higby will see the biggest drop-off in targets. And that is not yeah. Sean Puka owner talking. That is Sean regurgitating what everybody online says. So, Fair. Yeah. I mean, Puka has more catches than J.J. and Devontae Adams. Yep. More receiving yards than Diggs or Keenan Allen. Yep. More separation after catch than Tyree Killer, A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. And more yards after reception uh, than Amon Ra and, and, Terry, and Scary Terry. I mean, he's this. This is a guy who came from obscurity to be an elite wide receiver, which you just don't yeah, see any, uh, anymore. I would, um, go so, ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no. So even if he takes a hit from the, because I actually personally disagree. I, I I tend to agree. I think Nate and I had a conversation off where I tend to think that Puka is more the cup role and will drop off some. Now, I mean, like I said, these numbers are ridiculous. So it's it's just my, a matter of my opinion. But like. I, I, that's my, you know, that's my hope. And I am the cup owner. I will selfishly admit I am the cup owner who yeah. wishes that I, you know, he gets all the targets like he used to, but again, we'll see about that. Um, well, it's, it's interesting that you think that, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but yeah. Puka is not lining up in the slot, which is generally where they line cup up out of. Mm-hmm. And they're moving Puka around the field and they do do that with Cup, but they use them at least once again. I, I'm no expert. I'm no X's and O's expert, right? The consensus that I've read online is that is basically that like, and it's not that two two will fade because I think two two will still be valuable. I want to be clear: if you have two two, you're happy you have them. Um, I just think that they use two two to stretch the field out, right? You used Puka and Cup as that intermediate possession receiver. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, the reality is I don't know. And I don't know what Sean McVay like, is thinking, you know? Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I, like I said, it's just strictly my opinion and probably a little of my hope, right? Right. Um, because I want that Puka production coming over my way. Well, uh, I, I think I think that the reality of it is, is some of that Puka production goes to Cup, right? And I don't want to stay on this too much, but you know how I am when I get talking about something. Um, yeah. Some of that Puka production will absolutely go to Cup, but I think that Puka and Cup being viable is good for both of them because it means that they can't bracket Cup or they let Puka run free and vice versa, right? So they might each see five to ten less targets, but if they're more valuable targets, then you're happy, you know? So, and only time will tell. So, yeah, absolutely. I, don't, I mean, and Puka wasn't the only wide receiver to kind of pop off this week. We had Diggs putting up 36. Yep. Uh, AJB putting up 38. Nico Collins. Yeah, the only thing that got me a head to head win, putting up 35. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, we the wide receiver position has proved, I think, the antithesis, as you guys pointed out, running back has been very kind of disappointing and low key, as you and Nate mentioned last week wide receivers are showing up where where needed. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think all right, there was one more uh, uh, headline you kind of wanted to touch on. Yeah, so and I, I think I think me and Sean were talking, so I apologize if I if if I'm incorrect here. Um, but HN proved me wrong. I I thought that he was just the product of a of a blowout week. Um, you know, I still have some questions because Mostert was fumbling, so does that mean that you know, McDaniel's just rode the hot hand in HN? Um, but I do think that he has a path towards viability. The only thing that concerns me is I saw comments that McDaniel put out this week that said uh, he w- he wants to run a five running back committee when uh, oh, Ahmed oh, and oh. Um, Jeff Wilson get healthy. And so, like, I'm worried that picking the one that will do good that week is going to be a nightmare. Um, yeah, it, be- it becomes what people feared in the beginning of the season, which hasn't played out. But Jesus Christ, if he said that. Yeah, well, you know, also but McDaniel just kind of talks, so I don't know how true that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he's he also kind of wheels and deals a little bit. He has he has that kind of thing in him. Yeah. But um, you know, speaking of uh, HN, why don't we go ahead and jump into last week's trade talk, and we'll jump on the first trade. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was Damon. Uh, he received Devon HN and Tutu Atwell. Uh, from Nate, and Nate received Tank Dell and Sam Laporta, who 
but right what was your take when this came out and what's kind of your take been you know since we've had a week to let that kind of marinate yeah um my original take was that uh, it's tough for me to answer this question um Originally, my take was that Devon Achan was a flash in the pan and he mm-hmm. wasn't going to do anything. Um, and that Tutu, I've talked about where I think Tutu falls in that thing. Um, I liked getting Tutu, to be clear. Like, I was, I had reached out to David about Tutu after the fact. Like, I, I don't have an issue with Tutu. I just think that. You know, going into this trade, Tank was the the best piece because I thought he would get more usage. Um, and Sam Laporta is a tight end that I I wanted um, because he seems to get a lot of targets right. in Detroit. Well both, well, both Tank and Laporta were also coming off big weeks in Week Three. Yes, so they they had I don't want to say hype, but you 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 know, good fantasy managers sell high. You have a guy's right. a good week, but you don't think it's a sustained like amount, or you know they sell high, or you just you like the pieces and you use that hype to get the pieces you want. I'm not saying Damon did either of those here because clearly, I mean, we know Nate's trading acumen. Um, so if he's targeting these guys, you know, I, there's probably something to them. Although I hope Tank Dell falls off a cliff because Nico Collins <laughs> has yeah. been great for me. But, um, you know, I mean, Sam Laporta, he had good target share in the first half. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I think that that's a bit of a product of Lions just beating the absolute piss out of. Yeah, well, one game is is not the sample size, so I, I'm sure that this this trade will come. Yeah, I mean, I I think I like, you know, I think initially when I saw it, I was like you, I was like, oh man, I like the Tank Dell side of this a little bit more just because of where we were after week three. But after week four, seeing that uh, HN has been able to continue that production, even with McDaniel's comments. Um, and all while, you know, Matthew Stafford's going to throw the ball till his arm falls off. So, you know, Tutu Atwell looks like a good guy. I think it's more balanced. Um, and looking at what each team needs, I think it's a pretty, pretty even split. So I was, yeah. I think, I think kind of come away with this one thinking both guys got what they needed. So bravo to the both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, do you feel that way a week later though? Yeah, I still do. I still, I still think that I think it does stuff for both of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I know Nate had been had been looking for a tight end, um, uh, and he got the guy who I, I just like you, I wanted him to. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So in, interestingly enough, um, not that it, it really matters, but I'm looking at a chart right now that's telling me that Sam Laporta is scoring 108 percent of his expected fantasy points. Now, <laughs> you know, it 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 depends on how much you buy into these metrics. But the way this breaks down is like, it looks at targets and it sides of value to like where the target is. Mm-hmm. And so then it gives you like an expected fantasy points. And then you compare against the total points for the year. So what this says is that Laporta is due for some regression. I don't know if that is true. I don't know how much I buy into this chart. I just yeah. like to look at this chart every week because I think it's really interesting to like, look at, sure. Hey, you know, compared to Tyler Higby, he's getting, uh, red zone targets, but he hasn't put up the points. So he's at 67% of his total expected weekly points. Which is actually kind of crazy because I think Higby's like wider tight or tight end nine on the air. <laughs> he's expected to have 31 total points and he has put up 21 points. Huh. There you go. So he is tight end 10 right now. Yeah. You should so. send me that chart. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I'll send Zero. it to you. Today. I'll post right. it in the, the group chat so everybody can use it there you go um all right moving on to the next trade that just happened this evening um we had max getting stefan diggs uh justin herbert and uh Derek carr uh, and eddie got jared goff trevor lawrence zay flowers and rashad white um i know you you and i kind of talked pre-game kind of running through our uh, thing here that you have you have some takes on this so i'll i'll go ahead and give mine first and then I'll let you have the floor to do whatever damage you do or don't want to do. Um, But so for me, I mean, I think Nate touched on it last week. Apparently the, the injuries way is to always want to get the best pieces in trade. I certainly think he did that. Diggs, another top is like a first round wide receiver. Herbert was a first round pick. Was he a first round or second round pick this year? Second. Second He might've been a first. doesn't matter. But, but anyway, he's in that like second tier of like non-running quarterbacks who throw the ball for 
you know, 5,000 yards a season. Uh, then Derek Carr. On the hmm? He's QB one on the year. Well, yes, that that's the other thing. Um, but, and I think Diggs is what wide receiver seven or five. How are you? Uh, go ahead and keep talking. I'll look. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, the two biggest pieces were both received by Max, which I think is great. Um, okay. So, uh, and Eddie, uh, you know, he gets golf who I've, I am a champion of golf, especially this year. He's playing in stadiums all the second half of the year. I love a guy, Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't lived up to necessarily, I think the high expectations, but he's got a good floor this year. I think he only has one sub 10 point game this year. Um, and so he's putting up well. Zay Flowers, I think, has proven himself to at least be the target guy in Baltimore, but we'll see if he continues that trend. And Rashad White, I mean, he's RB1 in a team that needs to run the ball. So, um, And he's had a, a one or two good games, I believe. Um, so I don't necessarily think it lopsided. I think it balances Eddie's team out and gives him a, a higher floor, but I think it really could cap his ceiling. And... On the flip side, while you get that higher ceiling with Max, I, I, taking that hit in your wide receiver or your, I'm sorry, your quarterback room with Derek Carr, who is injured and not been playing all that well, there is some give and take there. Um, but ultimately, I think I prefer, especially looking at team composition. I mean, Max, after his three trades, has developed himself into a monster of a team, quite frankly, on paper. We'll see if that plays out. But I think that's right now, as this is a, a fresher trade, kind of where I come at it. Um, but I'll let you have before. Yeah, so my anecdotal with no evidence backing this uptake is that in order to succeed in BPW's uh, redraft league, you have to have a solid quarterback room. Sure. I think that if you do not have a solid quarterback room, you are destined to flounder because what we see is the gap between the good quarterbacks and the bad is insurmountable in a way that the gap between a good running back or a good wide receiver is is not so much, right? I can get a boom week out of uh, C.D. Lamb and put up the same number of points as Stephon Diggs. Is it going to happen all the time? No. But you're not going to get Derek Carr or somebody like that to put up the points that Josh Allen is going to put up, right? Yeah. So while I agree with you that the team or that the, that Stefan Diggs and Herbert are undoubtedly the best two quarterbacks, or excuse me, the best two players in this trade. I will take the stability in the quarterback room over stability at any other position. In mm-hmm. fact, I've had people reach out multiple times about my QB room, and I just am not even willing to entertain trades because I would need a king's ransom. You oh, yeah, like, you buffed me several times. Yes, yeah. I would need, like, Max's whole team to move. And uh, to be clear, that is absolutely un like I would never even ask because it's not it's a non-starter for for you yeah. and I accept that because I value the stability that Mahomes and um that Mahomes and Richardson give me. The yeah, one caveat. Yeah, yeah, that's an absolutely fair tip that I think we 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 learned last year and then years prior. Um, I think that maybe. I agree with that take more in a bubble of this trade. When you look at the team that Max has after his multiple trades. That's what I'm getting right into. You and I actually had it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that was my next phrase was, with that being said, when you look at Max's team, he's got Mm -hmm. JJ, Stephon Diggs, and Saquon Barkley. I don't think JT is going to be much this year. I'm going to be clear. I'm sure he'll be fine. But it seems to me that Richardson is vulturing touches. And I just don't know how somebody comes back for about a year and a half. So I, of, of not playing football to be playing good football. With right. all that being said, he still has JJ, Stefan Diggs, and Saquon Barkley. And Herbert. That gives him a, a solid floor that I think is going to be very – if every one of those guys puts up 20 points, he's putting up mm-hmm. 80 points just flat, like flat. out the gate. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I do think that that gives him a very, very solid floor. I think yeah. that his losses will come down to an inability to get over that last hump that you kind of need to win in this league. And we, you know, and I, I, with me, for me, that comes from the quarterback room or the tight end room. Those two are, I think, are the different make, difference makers in this league. 
because we're all good at identifying the players that are worth rostering. You don't put Nico Collins in the same conversation as Stefan Diggs, but Nico Collins still put up 34 points last week. And it's not, he had one bad week at zero points. Every other week's been above 20 points. I believe I could be wrong, but I think that's right. Um, I, mean, I, I have my roster here. So, okay. Well, uh, 14 points, 27, five and 35. Okay. So excuse me, half of his were above 20. Um, which I think also kind of jives where Stefan Diggs is right now. I think JJ is the only one that's put up a 20 point game every week. Um, well, JJ, th- that's the other thing. He has Herbert who's quarterback one and JJ who is wide receiver one right now. So yeah. he's rostering both of the current number one ranks at probably the two most important positions. I so, believe Herbert is actually, I, I believe I lied to you. I think Josh Allen is, is yeah, Josh Allen is QB one now. Uh, no, not according to that. Not according to really? ESPN. Yeah. Um, well, uh, never mind then. All right. Um, uh, it's all good. But yeah, so I, ultimately, I think both guys got maybe what they were looking for. I think Eddie probably wanted to kind of balance his team somewhat. Um, you know, and I think Max has just uh, in in the in the teachings of the the injuries way has started amassing the 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 mega stars, if you will. Uh, yeah. Building that, that that piece, so we'll we'll see we'll see if it pans out. I mean, um, who knows? I, I like the trade. I think for both guys ultimately, but still would rather have the max side looking yeah. all things considered. So, yep. All right. Well, uh, next up we got matchup reviews. Yeah. Uh, so mat- matchup reviews. We'll start with Damon and Morgoth. Um, Damon wins. Megan wins. One fifty eight point six eight to one fifty five point two two. Both took a median win. Yeah. No, I think uh I I think maybe this was to Nate's point last week that JC has the team to put up points, but again, like can't buy a win. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so he takes that median win, but he can't buy a win. And Negan, I think either Damon's team just continues to be consistent. So yep. uh, nothing out of the ordinary there for me. Yep. Uh next up we got Dracula, Nick. Versus Gustavo Frank, Kyron, uh, 133 to 94. Nick took, I believe, if I did my math right and counted right, Nick took the last median win. Uh, Yes, I do believe he was the cutoff. Um, I wonder how this game is different if Kyron gets the right quarterback rostered. That's just a feel. Yeah, I mean, he he lost by 40 points. Um, Oh, that's fair. (laughs) So (laughs) it would have been a hell of a roster, but. (laughs) I didn't do the math, obviously. It's fair. Math is for chumps. Yeah, um, but I think I think that was a good win for Nick. Uh, I yeah. think it bumps him back up into a place where he feels a lot more comfortable and better about his team that has been underperforming. Um, but we'll see if Nate's prediction from last week's podcast comes true um, about Burrow being moved. Um, I don't know if he will, honestly. Yeah, I don't but, know if you can. Yeah, at this point. But uh, what what are you buying Burrow for? It's something interesting to watch. Yep. Yeah, it gives us something to talk about if somebody make make a trade so me and Sean can give you our shitty opinions about it. Absolutely. Um, next up, we have Eddie versus the Hash Slinging Slasher. Uh, Eddie won 145 to 122. Eddie took a median win there. Yeah, so Eddie Max up. saw what, what Eddie's guys could all do and then traded for all of them. So, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, not too much there. I think Eddie Gale also can – I mean, we'll, we'll see what Eddie does in the next few weeks because Eddie was – I mean, he was tied for first. I mean – you know, yeah. point differential aside on record for first place. So interesting to see that big of a move made by someone who's that much of a contender. Uh, right. And we'll see if it continues to pay out. Yes. We'll see what happens. Uh, next up we have uh, Scott Norman, or excuse me, Scott Pinhead versus Sean Cows, Norman Bates. Uh, Sean won 117 to 100. I guess I'll give my thoughts. Yes, um, you guys, you guys, you scraped out a win, Sean. Um, I believe that T. Higgins got hurt, which didn't help Scott. Um, Kamara <laughs> Kamara got like 20 points on checkdowns. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how you feel, but if I'm in your position, I'm a little worried right now, Sean. Um, yeah, I think we'll address that in a, in a later section. But, yeah, I, 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 um, I certainly don't feel good. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, next up, we have Cocaine Bear Jake versus Babyface Me, Sean Boatwright. Yeah. Uh, I won two hundred and seven point four two to Cocaine Bear's one ten point five four. 
I took the median win. I do you have thoughts? <laughs> what's, what, what's the thought by a hundred point beatdown? Like it's just I'm a little sad I didn't get to one twenty be- or two twenty because then I could have doubled his points. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's another uh, underperformance. And I know there was some talk about. Um, I think in Jake's ranking or in Nate's rankings, he had a little bit of worry about Jake's team, if I recall. Yeah, um, I also called him a fake four and right. You did, and so now he's gone from four and zero to four and four. Um, you know, again, we'll maybe touch on that in a little later, but. Not that this is probably a floor for, for Jake, but bad week. I mean, bad week for the optics to have your floor against a team that pops off and has, you know, their ceiling or close to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the biggest frustration for me, and I'm not going to lie, there was a part of me that was trying to go for high. Just at that point, I wanted more points. Um, mm-hmm. Mahomes probably had his worst game of football ever on Sunday night. Um, so that, that's our dynasty one. league. What's that? Killed me in the dynasty league. Did it? Yeah. Um, next up is Behar Butchers, 168 to Pennywise's 126. So Nate took a median win there as the Bay Harbor Butchers. Yep. Continues his winning ways to stay tied at the top of the league. Yeah. Yeah, were there any upsets that kind of jumped out to you this week? It, it almost looked kind of like chalk to me. It was a lot of the expected team to win, I think, won in most spots, or it was two teams that were too close for it to really be expected. Yeah, I, I guess, and this is self-serving, so I do apologize to all my listeners. I think the biggest shock to me was my 207 points. I didn't think I could get that high. I'm just going to be completely honest with everybody. Like, I did not think my team had 207 points in it. But I, everybody just popped off, and sometimes that happens, you know? Um, I think my other big takeaway is Nate has shown he's got a pretty good floor of about 140 to 150, 160 points, right? Um, yeah, he will to, be he will be hovering around the median almost every week at this yeah. point to his credit and to his ability. Um, I mean, I, you know, we we know how how much Nate enjoys and and a good fantasy football game. So to his credit, he has built himself a, a quite formidable team. So yes. it's going to be tough for him to. I, I think it'll be a surprise most weeks if he misses the median. Guys will have to put up, you know, unexpected games and multiple of them. So it'll be interesting to see how far he runs away with it if he keeps up this kind of pace. Yeah, his lowest scoring week was 150 points. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I don't. Know. Did you have a? Yeah, right. Did you have kind of a general takeaway from this week at all? Did did anything did anything was there a pattern or anything stand out to you? Well, I don't know that I did. And I and I hate to I hate to take that kind of cop out. But I think that we're starting to hit a point where we've seen enough football that we can kind of gauge people's teams and rosters and, and we're no longer in the well, it's only week two. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um so I think that my biggest takeaway is I'm interested to see how much some of this stuff is, is starting to become consistent trends. Um, yeah. Uh, my takeaway, I am surprised as to how many, how do I want to say sub floor games we've seen from elite players. Yes. There have been a lot of goose eggs put up by guys who you drafted, who you didn't think would not get a target. Um, I mean, Daniel Jones just looks like he forgot how to play football for mm-hmm. a while there, but there have kind of just been a couple of these odd outliers. Debo Samuel putting up a zero. Yep. You know, uh, there have been, to my recollection, this is the year of the most of those that I think I've ever really seen. And even new guys like Jordan Addison, who's a wide receiver two in a really good offense, zero. Yep. Not a, not a, not a point last week. So I, I, I don't know what to take from that. I mean, because I'm not sure there's much that you can take from it. But it's just interesting to me seeing how many times the guys have proven to be unreliable. Joe Burrow, four point seven points, right? Just yep. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't either. Um, what I will say is, I think it's really interesting that it feels to me like the gap. I apologize, I'm on my phone today. The gap between the good, like the truly good players, and kind of the middle of the pack guys is smaller than it ever was. Mm. Um. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because people are airing the ball out more. Maybe it's because more teams are figuring out their quarterback situation so their skill receivers can thrive. Maybe we're just getting better as a team. But I just – I don't feel as bad not starting 
Uh, I'm looking at Nate's roster. So uh, Jamar Chase, you know, and I get Jamar Chase has been down, but my point is that like, I look at my roster of like CD and Puka and I feel pretty good that I could compete with pretty much any team. Um, and I don't think that is the case so much the last few years that I've played fantasy, you know? Yeah. I, I do agree that I think the, the, the class of, of, or tier of positions has seen some greater variance. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to to note like what I would be interesting to see the actual numbers on that and run those. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll then I'll try to research for next week's podcast. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you because it it does make for more interesting football. I think for from a fantasy perspective, anyways. Yep, definitely agree. So, all uh, right. Okay. Cool. Well. Uh, all right. Let's. Daniel? Yeah, we'll just run down the. Uh, the league standings real quick then, just so we know where everyone's at. Um, so again, atop the league, uh, you know, based on points scored, uh, one is, uh, Nate Behar butcher seven and one followed behind him is Eddie also seven and one. Excuse then the only not my point scored just so to be clear. This is not my point scored. It is. Oh, it is not. Uh, well, that's no. the tiebreaker for record. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the tiebreaker for a record. Um, so, uh, so the third is Damon to Team Negan at six and two. Followed behind him is Nick, Team Dracula at five and three. And then at five and six, uh, we have you and uh, Jake Cocaine Bear, both four and four. Then three teams at three and five. Uh, based on points, it is Kevin Pennywise, then me, and Scott. Then at two and six, tied at the bottom of the league, JC. Max and Kyron's team. So that is where the league stands at the moment. Is anybody are you wor- is anybody worried about getting roster locked at this point? And I I, I don't I don't want to like jump ahead because I know we have 14 weeks of football, we still have 10 weeks. Um but do you worry about anybody getting roster locked yet? No, I don't think so. I mean when the top when the playoff positions are four and four. And the other and the bottom of the league is only two games behind them. I don't think we're anywhere near that sort of okay. you know oh shit panic button. Um, although it is interesting what our next segment will be, uh, <laughs> but you know um, I don't think anyone again to speak to the competitiveness of the league. No one after you know week four is like you know Panicking. just at the bottom of the barrel and clearly so. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we can move into the next section. Before we get into that segment, I want to I want to add a little disclaimer here at the beginning. We're gonna be we're gonna do what Nate so graciously called the Wario meter. Um, I am not, and we are not advocating for you to make trades. We are not advocating for you to feel pressured into making trades or making moves. You have a plan for your team. Know what like. Don't feel that because we called something out for you on this that you have to go and trade with somebody or cut a guy or make a drastic move. Do your research, decide if a deal is worth it for you, and then make the move. Just because we say you should be worried does not mean you should actually be worried. It is purely mine and Sean's opinions that took 10 minutes before we recorded to put together. So, you have anything to add, Sean? No, well said. I think that, that, that speaks on it as well. Um, but we'll kick it off here with a guy who we've mentioned a couple of times now, because um, we're going to do a couple of players and then we'll do a couple of teams as well. Um, just guys who either you may have this guy rostered or you know, team in general. Um, so just something to pay attention to. But it's going to be Joe Burrow. I think this is a pretty obvious one, a pretty easy one to take a look at. He starts off the season with that injury, have a tough schedule put in front of them, and he has had a rough go of it. Um, yeah. So. You know, I, it's funny because actually Nate almost teed this up, you know, retrospectively by talking about what Nick could do in terms of moving him. And, and, I, and I know you guys reflected on, well, yeah, that happened last year. And then Burrow got moved and moved again, and then he blew up, right? So, again, doesn't necessarily mean anything. But it is definitely something to keep an eye on how, after we have a decent sample size of four games, how he's looked, right? Yeah. So I've also, I'm also going to, I've also just decided I'm going to add Sean's worryometer like where he's at um hot being i'm really worried and cool being i'm not and then we'll have some variance in between so on joe burrow i'm at like slightly cool to slightly warm right 
Reason being, he's hurt and the bye is coming up. If he can get healthy through the bye, I think you still have one of the best quarterbacks. Let me rephrase that. I know you still have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think that if he can get healthy through the bye, you're happy and safe. If you can't wait for him to get healthy, you need to get rid of him. That's where I'm at with him. Yeah. I mean, I have, if we're, if I, I like the Wario meter system, I am probably a little higher than you. I'm a little warmer on this, okay. on the scale than you just because, and again, you hate to base it off one game, but week three, it's a shootout against, I, I, you know, I don't look at the stats, but I don't think they're a top tier defense in, in the LA Rams. You throw the ball 49 times and you put up eight points. Mm-hmm. That's that that may speak to something greater, whether it's his injury being a bigger problem or, you know, something going on with the play call. Again, could be anything with an NFL franchise that it works in the real world. But man, that one stat just points something out to me that maybe maybe there's a little more there to worry about than that. Yeah, I could but, see that. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree, but yeah. I just think that if you can hold him, you do because you want that quarterback long term. Yeah, yeah, he's still Joe Burrow, right? Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't. Why don't you move on to the next one then? So we got we got Jalen Waddle as number two. Uh, so Waddle is the fifty fifth wide receiver overall. He did miss a game. He's averaging eleven points a game, and I'm, I bet you if we did the math and if he played and got his average, he'd probably move up ten or fifteen slots. We didn't do the math, so it doesn't matter. Um, I am worried because the McDaniels offense has turned into uh, – let me back up. Where am I worried at him? I'm at the high side of medium, right? I'm at the high side of warm there. I'm creeping into hot territory. Uh, I have a few reasons. McDaniel wants a fast offense. Waddle is not slow, but he's not McDaniel's offense fast, right? I think I stole some of, one of yours, Sean, so I do apologize. Number two, targets. That offense has – uh, now, fuck, I like Tyreek, Achan, Mostert, maybe Jeff Wilson, maybe Ahmed. Uh, they like that Barrios guy, which I don't know why they do, but they like him. And then Waddle, right? Yeah, Waddle, I don't know if that's the target tree, but th- there are a lot of mouths to feed. Right. What, I, well, what I'm about to say, though, does is why I said it, kind of phrase it that way. If you look mm-hmm. at Waddle's usage last game, all of his points or target, well, not all of them. The majority of his targets came at the end of the game and gar- not garbage time, but garbage time. He's not getting use when they need him. And I don't know if that is a McDaniel's play calling problem. Maybe Tua doesn't trust him. I, I, like, I don't know what it is, but they're not looking to waddle in big moments. They're looking to their running backs and they're looking to Hill. You know, I, it, to me, yeah. that speaks that there's a concern there. And it could be that he's hurt still. He had that oblique injury. I'm wondering if maybe he's still sore and they're trying to let him heal some. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 to you, I agree with you. I think I am closer to the middle on this one um, strictly because we've seen him do it. And the old, uh, I think it's Matthew Barry who quotes one of his old mentors. that says, once you display a skill, you own it. He was wide receiver eight last year in PPR with Tyree Kill still being wide receiver three. Yes. He can do it. Yes. But five targets, six targets, and five targets in the three games that he has played. Um, no touchdowns, right? I'm sorry? No touchdowns? Uh, no touchdowns. Yeah, no touchdowns on the air uh, or through the air or on the ground. So, yeah, again, small sample size, but, but it, also, does, it peaks my ears. I go, hmm. Right. Hmm, well, I think to, that, to think about here. I think that this harkens back to what I had said previously. Um, this does we are getting into like four game territory which where things are no they're they're becoming a little bit more trends than just like oh this happened do you know yeah um do you want to take the last one or do you want me to why don't you go ahead and and give your take i think mine will be a little bit more robust and selfishly so yeah so last guy is daniel jones old old danny dimes right he looks like danny pennies right now uh, so, what? Danny Dimes, short. <laughs> I already messed up. Danny Pennies has been an abysmal quarterback for fantasy. 
I think it's because the Giants are a abysmal team for existing. Um, Sorry, Eddie. Watching that game last night, I think Daniel Don, old old Daniel Pennies is the only guy on that offense capable of moving the chains. The problem is if he doesn't just run the ball the whole time, he throws it, and because he's got point two seconds before his you know the the defensive line is on him, he throws an interception, and so he just keeps just dropping big old big boy dookies in fantasy. So I think he's I mean, a shitty fantasy quarterback. He's a shitty real life quarterback, but not as much as people want him to say he is. That that, that is all all fair. Um, said in in the uh, the classic boat right way. He's my quarterback. He's my quarterback too. Clearly, um, you have to talk with him. Hmm? You have to talk with listen, him. I tried to talk with him, and then I tried to have you have a talk with him. I yeah. I I don't know who's going to talk with him. He 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 has the. Game week one, okay, that was an outlier against probably the best defense in the league with Dallas, um, if not like top three. Yeah, real, top real. I'm not talking just fantasy. Like, yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he comes back against Arizona, like a subpar team, and you're like, okay, they, they okay, all right, a 30 point game. You're like, all right, that's the guy I drafted. So is it going to be one of these, you know, really low floor but really high variance things? He threw the ball. 40, or excuse me, 67 times across the next two games, three interceptions, no touchdowns, and just this hair over 300 yards. He can't throw the ball. He's got a bunch of slot receivers to throw the ball to. And again, Eddie, I'm sorry I'm running down the Giants, but like I drafted this guy with the expectation that he was going to solidify my room and that they were trending upwards. And he has been atrocious. Business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so, in, no, go ahead. I apologize. No, no, go ahead. What do you say? If we didn't play in the league, we did. He's drop fodder. Like if if you we didn't have to roster and start two QBs, you're dropping Danny. Danny, Danny oh, Danny yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a shame it's week five um, yeah. because like there the, we have some t- teams going on by, or I would have pick, but yeah. I don't even know who's. Yeah, everyone. I don't know. Anyways, it's a whole other conversation, but that. Honestly, that really transitions as well to the team portion of this. And the first team that we'll talk about is also me. Yes. Um, a team that probably hits the Wario meter. My my own personal Wario meter probably doesn't mean a lot, so I'll let you do the do the scale. Yeah. But I have guys who are performing, but I unfortunately have just as many who are extremely underperforming at times. Even some of my top guys, like Adebo Samuel, puts up a goose egg. Last week it, yep. or two weeks ago, it. it uh, I, I don't know what to make of my team, but I am certainly in a point where I am hitting some kind of Wario meter. Need to make a move. Need to do something. Now, don't get me wrong. I have Cup coming back, and yes, I am praying to whatever deity you believe in um, that he can help just, you know, steady the the ship, so to speak. But I think for enough reasons that I don't have to, you know, blow hard here about that. I am somebody who certainly should be hitting the meter but wh- where do you think that is for me in an honest honest assessment yeah it's i'm somewhere between the sun and a boiling pot of water um Fair. and i do i do want to be be clear this is because I, I of my earlier point qbs are what wins this league i i, I genuinely and truly believe it if you mm-hmm. don't have a solid qb room your ass is in the fucking fire um the worst mistake i made last year was trading away my QB room, is my, is my honest opinion. Um, so that's where I, why I'm concerned. If I'm you, I'm 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 making whatever ritual sacrifices that I need to make to get me a good QB. <laughs> um, so that's where I'm at. Sean, where are you at? I'm not I'm not to the quite to the point of ritual sacrifice, but I think it will. I'll put it this way. I have been reaching out with feelers to some teams. I think I'll just start reaching out to feelers to all teams um, and seeing what that cost is. And uh, I've been busy a lot lately in real life. And, you know, so I haven't been able to quite delve into my usual amount of trade negotiations that I have. I think that for myself, that will certainly change. So if you have any offers. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a QB, you're willing to move. Reach out to Sean. Not me, because I won't trade you my QB. Yeah. (laughs) 
So um, is it, you know. But anyways, so but keep on. Let's keep moving on here. Enough about me and my shitty team. Um, I think the team let's move on. Away. Yeah, we'll see. Um, let's move on to somebody to another one of these teams. We kind of wanted to spread these out, and so some of these worries might be greater than others. Like I think my team's worry maybe more than this next team's worry, but I still think it's something worth pointing out and discussing. Um, so I think the next team we're going to kind of put somewhere on that worry meter is going to be Nick with Team Dracula. Yeah. Um, and I think that specifically we just kind of, yeah, not that he's a bad team. He's, clear, he's you know, what? Uh, third. Third, right? Yeah. Like I said, this isn't about like, oh, he needs to hit the worry button. I think it's more about if you look, maybe some analysis, quick overview of his team, there are some areas that could be improved. Um, like we, we've slammed on Joe Burrow, you know, that that's a side, but also, while I know I'm lower on B. John Robinson than maybe consensus, Ramondre has not really shown up. Um, and then, his, but his wide receiver room really to me is somewhere that I, I I don't see a whole lot of ceiling in any of them, to be honest. I like Tyler Lockett a lot. I think he's a great floor guy. Um, but I, you know, uh, Terry's a good week aside. I'm just not sure that I like those guys enough to not at least put it somewhere on the work meter. It's lower. It's like, you know, the pot's not boiling yet. We probably put it on two minutes ago. That's where the water's at. But yeah. if we're doing a worry meter here, I think that's that's where he falls for me. But what yeah. about you? I'm on the high side of cool, low side of warm, right? I think that he's not – he shouldn't be concerned. Um, I think that that feeds into my, my feelings about Burrow. If Nick can oh. find a way to hold Burrow and Burrow comes back to form, I think he's he's fine. Um, it's week – you know, week five and six, if he starts taking losses somewhere, then he's suddenly in like, oh shit, I got to do something now. You know? So. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I said, yeah, not all of these are nuclear option choices. I think we want to just kind of give some variance. Um, so. Yeah. Well, why don't we move I'll, on to the last one? Take the last one. My, 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 our last choice is, is a old cocaine bear. Um, and that's purely because he is in the same situation that I was last year. He is on a losing streak, and he is gushing blood. Like, he, he's got a big old gash, and he needs to stop it. And it's, a, it's an arterial bleed. He's in trouble. If he doesn't stop that bleeding, he's going to bleed out, and it's going to be over. For yeah. me, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm a lobster in a pot cooking, right, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm him. Um, he's got to figure out something, because if he keeps taking the losses that he's taken, because they're, they're, not, they're not close, um, at least last week, and I guess that that's colored by by me, you know, beating the brakes off of the 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 median. But like looking back, at uh, 144, which isn't bad, 147 and uh, 129, which he took a win at. So only two of those would take a win today. That 129 was a product of a low scoring week. I think that's why he got a win there. Other than that, like I think that he needs to figure it out, or he is going to be in deep deep trouble. Yeah, it's funny because he has one of the stronger quarterback rooms in the league. I mean, I Jordan Love is QB4 on the year right now. Fields with his big performance last week is QB12. So he has areas of strength, but it's it's Jameer Gibbs is underperforming, you know, draft ADP. Uh, Brian Robinson's probably overperforming, but Devontae yeah. Smith. But like I said, then Addison, a guy, you know, puts up a goose egg this week. So it, I'm not sure if it's variance. I'm not sure if it's reliability. It's just that there's... Yeah, what if for whatever reason his team isn't able to get just not hit the threshold that you think maybe they should or they would? And he has plenty of pieces here that if he wanted to make a move, again, we're not pressuring anyone to make a move, but there's tradable stuff here. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of tradable stuff that I think other other managers would value that you could get back some good quality or even some maybe even elite an elite piece, you know, um, here. So who knows? But yeah, I, I do agree with you that I think. Going four and zero, and then quickly turning that around and going zero and four is so. I'm just I'm just north of medium, I think, on this one for, for yeah. the medium. Yeah, and, and to be clear, I think if you are in that bottom quarter of the league, I think that you need to assess and try to decide if you want to make a move. This list is not exhaustive. This league is active. People trade. Mm-hmm. I would be reaching out with offers personally. Yeah. I mean, we saw Max do it. Max is two and six right now, and he has. We just described his his roster is maybe one of the more complete rosters. 
yep. or seen after the movie he made. Well, I like, I, and I, I hate to pat myself on the back and use my roster. Come out of the draft, my roster was bought. I should be dead last. <laughs> um, my, my roster was not good. And I think a couple lucky moves coupled with like some heads up moves that I made and I had a plan and I executed um, well enough that it put me in a position where I'm, I'm comfortable and confident that I, I'm going to be a playoff or contention for a playoff team, right? I, I don't know that I will be in the playoffs. I'm hoping we all are, but I do right. think that I am there in contention for playoffs come week 14. All I know is you're in a better spot than I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. Um, all right, so let's let's jump back and let's do a quick uh, matchup preview for yeah, next week. Shall we? I do apologize. I, I skipped that on accident. Um, so, matchup preview. First one, we got Morgoth, JC, Dracula, Nick. Who you got, Sean? Um, you know what? Even though we just got done saying hitting the worry meter on his team, I think I'm going to go Nick on this one. Um, I think if I take a look at the actual, you know, line up and look at this week, I don't know. Maybe I'm relying on Burrow to have the game we hope he's been trying to have, but um, I just think comparative on their lineups because of the trend, the downward trend that I think we've been seeing with, um, you know, with, with maybe JC's team, even though Nate's higher on them, I think I'm going to go with Nick. Yeah, I agree. I, I've got I've got Nick here. I I I do think that Nick has the 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 better roster, the more complete roster. I, 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 I just, I'll give it to Nick. I don't think there's a lot to say. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there has to be. Uh, well then we'll follow that up with you, my baby face, uh, going up against Negan, which is Damon's team. Are you sticking with the trend? Are you taking yourself? Yeah, I'm going to take myself. Um, I believe I'd have to double check, but I think that Negan has a couple key people on buys. Well, Gino's on by for sure, so he's going to have to play the the waiver wire game. Yeah, that's um, giving me some confidence. Um, and Allen is also out this week. Yep, uh, they're playing the Tua, and the Dolphins are playing the Jets. And I know that the Jets are the Jets, but man, they made Burrow look human last week. I just think that there's a good matchup there for me. Yeah. I, um, to be clear, I want to. So I, I do want to preface Damon. Your team is probably better than mine on paper. I think that I just got a good week to play you. That's basically yeah. what it boils down to for me. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree. You take two of his most important positions and is the number one wide or number two wide receiver out of the equation. I certainly think that that'll have an impact. And the other thing is, is minus Jerome Ford, you're not short a guy. Um, and I don't think the step down from Jerome Ford, well, while there is one between him and, and Warren is enough. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it'll it'll be close, which yeah. I always hate saying because it's like, Ooh. but yeah, I think it'll be close. But I I do think you might take this one. This yeah. might be like a median point game where you guys are both jockeying for both median wins and for the win there. Yeah, well, I'm hoping for just I'm hoping that because the Dallas is playing the San Francisco 49ers, they have to air it out, and that's good for Ferg and Lamb. Yep, because they've been I my agree. biggest problem in that like the Dallas defense beats the brakes off of people, and then they're like. Oh, we could sit Ford for the last, or excuse me, CD Lamb for the last three and a half quarters, and I'm like, well, fuck, he put up three points. What am I, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I'm with you there. So, next uh-huh. one up is myself, Norman Bates against Cocaine Bear, which is Jake. Uh, who you got? Sean, I don't, I don't know. Um, give me you. I don't know what misguided nonsense you're going for. I this is I'm hitting hard on on Jake on this one. Really? Um, I, I can't trust Daniel Jones to give me anything more than like ten points, and okay. that's that's a stretch. Fair and enough. you know, and then I'm Rashid Shahid is my flex too right now. Like I just unless I, I like I said I am I have a lot of faith or I'm putting a lot of faith in Cooper Cup. So uh, until he comes back and is actually playing, I don't know where I'm at. So I, I don't think I can, in good conscience and as a reasonable fantasy manager, pick myself. Fair enough. But we'll see. I can hope. Yeah. The only reason I, I picked you, may, let me look to make sure that my thought is right before I, before I voice this. Sure. 
Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Jordan Love had a tougher matchup. He's playing Las Vegas. (laughs) You're golden. Never mind. Um, And Addison is playing Kansas City, which means it's going to be a – they're going to air it out. Yeah, you're 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 getting your bait. Yeah, sorry, Sean. It's all right. It's all right. I've accepted where I'm at right now. Doesn't mean I can't do something to change it. Yeah. Uh, if you have any trades, reach out. To, I'm always happy to talk. You're just not getting a quarterback off me. <laughs> Got it. Um, well, as if you, if you unless you were asleep for the last 20 minutes, then we don't have a lot to talk about. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Um. All right. Next matchup, though, it's going to be. Uh, is that right? I don't think that's right. Uh, I've got Eddie versus Pinhead, but that's incorrect. That is incorrect. It's uh, actually it should be Nate versus Scott. Versus Scott Pinhead, yeah. Uh, no worries there. Um, so, yeah. A team yeah. that is, is, is performing well in Nate's team going up against Scott, a you know previous champion, uh, but his team's just kind of struggling. not really there. Uh, but he's got good pieces, so I don't know. Do you? Where do you see this one going? Yeah, I'm going to give the edge to Nate, and less because I think Scott's team can't perform, but his biggest oh. weapon in Lamar is playing at Pittsburgh. And if there's anything we know, it's that Pittsburgh has Lamar's number. I don't know why, I, it, but it's always been that way. He's coming to Pittsburgh, and he gets his ass whooped. And so I just think that he's probably going to put up a bit of a down game. With all that being said, it could go either way, but it's probably going to go Nate's way. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I I echo. I, I know Nate put out pulled out his soapbox a little bit last week about um, Drake London and all pass catchers for Atlanta. I fully echo that same sentiment. Um, and so I don't really like Drake London. I'm not sure what you get out of Aaron Jones. Chris Olave had a bad week, but again, he has this high reliance on on the Saints, so unless the Saints blow up against New England, who have not been gross, have not been good, but they well, have some defense. Well, Gonzalez got hurt, so their lockdown corner is now hurt with a I think he's got a torn sh- like shoulder. Oh, okay. So that could yeah. be better for them. Yeah. The bigger but question think- for that is if if Carr can actually throw the ball forward or if he's just gonna check it down to Kamara a bajillion times. Hey Jameis Winston can throw four interceptions in a game. Okay, don't worry about that. I saw I saw a thing that uh, Jameis and Winston came into the game. He threw one long bomb and it was an interception. And they pulled him out. <laughs> so yeah, he just yeah. did the Jameis Winston thing. He put up negative two points last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well, <laughs> whatever. It's all good. Um, <laughs> but we'll keep it going. Um, so then Eddie, Mr. Bateman, is actually playing Scott – or excuse me, Kevin, which is Penny Team Pennywise. Um, I think looking across this one, I mean, Eddie, we just said, like I said, shirt up his team to like have a – he certainly has a, a good floor. And I think going up against a Deshaun Watson, who was not only out but also on a bye this week, Dak Prescott, like you said, who's facing a staunch San Francisco 49ers defense. Yep. Um and also Christian McCaffrey, who is facing a staunch Dallas defense, I think I will lean towards Eddie this week in that floor to kind of carry him through maybe, again, another median low-scoring-ish game. Yep, definitely definitely agree. Actually, I'm going to have to take Eddie in this. I think that the big thing you got to remember is T-Law and ETN have now been in Jacksonville, or excuse me, in uh, the U.K. for over a week. They will be fully adjusted Right, and they've got Buffalo coming in without a week of 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 jet laggy like managing. So uh-huh. I think that's going to help them score a little bit better this week. That's my big brain analysis for the week. I like it. I, I yeah. like it. I, I, uh, you know what? Listen, they always quote the West Coast team coming to the East Coast and playing early. This is like the worst example of that we've ever seen. So you know what? If if it's valid in every other case, I think it's valid here. So, but I you you know you can't do that, right? You can't take Eddie. He's your rival. You're not allowed to take Eddie. Eddie, your team sucks. It's going to get zero. You're going to put negative points up on the week. Get wrecked. What happens when he? What happens when he takes two wins this week and is nine and one? Ah, uh, you know, I probably deserve it. Uh, I can't even me. call him a fake nine and one. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. 
We shall see. And uh, <laughs> with that, we got one more game to take a look at, and that is Max and his newly acquired team, Hash Sling Slashers, with all his new quarterbacks going to go up against Gustavo Fring, Kyron's team. What are your thoughts here? Max has zero startable quarterbacks. Yep. <laughs> Don't want to say he punted the week with the trade. But <laughs> there was ever a week to punt. It would be when you're playing Gustavo Fring, because oh, because oh, Kyron no. also has zero startable quarterbacks this week. Well, hey, they <laughs> said Kenny's not going to miss any time. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, uh, yes, Kenny, who is averaging what four points a week? Ten point five. Okay, all right. Sure. Put some respect on our quarterback's name. Okay. Um, Aaron's got Cole Komet in his flex position. So, <laughs> all right. Enough said. We're yeah. both taking. We're both taking Max. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Kyron. I don't mean to rag on you, man. But like, hey, Kyron. Yeah, um, Nate did enough of that last week. <laughs> yeah, but you got Cole Komet like in your flex. Like that's. Hey, Cole Komet had a great week last week. You take that back. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hope he has another good week because that means Fields is there on the ball and DJ Moore is going to put up another fucking thirty yeah. bomb, and that would be great for my my prospects of winning. That's fair. All right. So as long as it's selfishly, you you can get something out of it. Well, we all get something out of it. Yep. But um, all right. I think that does it for the matchup preview for next week. All right. Why don't you take us out of here with some uh, quick uh, news and fantasy impact? Yeah. There. I mean, the only news we have is that JT is practicing and Cup is practicing, uh, which is about expected. I guess we could also add Kyron is not practicing. Huh. Um, they not, yeah, no, nope, Tyler. <laughs> Sorry, Kyron. You, I hope you're not practicing for the Arizona Cardinals, and we have something to talk about. Yeah, Tyler Murray, they have not activated off the pup list, which was kind of to be expected. So, right, um, I think that means what another week is, yeah. Uh, I thought there was a requirement for the pup list. I know there's for IR, but I, is there one is for he the, on pup, the list? pup or the IR list? I thought he was – or is he just actually on IR? I think he's, on, he's IR. on IR. Then he's on IR for the next four weeks. No, no, no. They can take him off any time after four weeks. Unless they have a 21-day window to take him off or he goes on season-long IR. Okay. Or something like that. They don't have to take him off yet. I know that much. All right. But, yeah, well, at least you've got some of these injured guys who are potentially coming back. Like you said, we, we did discuss, I know, at least JT and Cup and – how they're yeah I think you know, I think that could happen I think my feelings are if, if I I tend to think both will play this week uh-huh. I think JT is more likely to play for what it's worth um like I said I think both will play to be to be abundantly clear I think that the messaging I'm seeing out of McVeigh is that Cup is almost where they would like him at but he's just a little bit not there that could be smokescreen I don't know uh, you know uh-huh. I think JT will probably play this week. I think if Cup plays, you're probably still looking at, and want to cap it, my own personal opinion, another two-ish weeks before he's playing at 100%. It wouldn't shock me if he was like 85, 90% this week, you know, 95 next week, and then he's back to normal week seven. That's just my own personal. JT, I don't think we're ever really going to see, if they don't give him a new contract and he plays, he's not going to bust his ass because he doesn't want to get hurt before his big contract. Right. They give him a new contract which I don't think they're going to do. I guess he'll play hard. (laughs) I don't know. I guess he'll play hard if they give, you know. So what do you think, Sean? No, I think I, I think I kind of agree with that, that sentiment. I was actually just pulling up the difference between the IR and pup. So he is on pup. um, And you, he can just be pulled off basically at any point in time. After. after Yeah. Okay. Um, not even it, there's not even a minimum. It looks like on the pup list, okay. um, unless you're put on before the start of the before the start of the season. The only difference with the pup list is once you practice or play once, you have to come off the pup list. Okay. All right. So, yeah. All right. Um, but he can do all other team related activities um, minus practice. So, okay. um, so we'll see. I guess it'll be week to week with him, which is what Adam Schefter is reporting. So. Yeah. So, but anyway, your thoughts. You said you agreed, but. 
I agree. I I think JT has too much integrity for the game, even though I think he should. Like like personally, as a JT guy, I would have like, oh man, there's this 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 nagging injury. It's my calf, I think. Oh man, like I would have something because like that team has showed that they don't give a shit about you, even though they've shown that they can be a good team, mm-hmm. right? Like you probably want to play with with Richardson as an NFL player, um, but. I don't think that relationship with Ursa is repairable. So do whatever you have to do to get out of there as quickly as humanly possible. Yep. And somebody, I mean, somebody will pay him. He's the youngest of that kind of group core that was of RBs who were unsigned. Yeah. And we saw all of them pretty much get signed minus Fournette at this yeah. point. Um, and, you know, so somebody will sign him. Somebody will get some cap space and, and somebody who's trying to make a run and they'll give him, you know, a couple million to come in and, and play the position. Cup, I... <laughs> I'm just throwing my hands up. I don't. I don't know what to expect when he comes back, and I don't know what to expect. You know when that will be because yep. we've been told a million things, but we've also been told nothing about what his injury actually is, other than lower body. So who knows? Yeah, I, I for sure I agree. I think that like it's a toss up. Yeah, it, it truly is just a big old toss up if if Cup comes back or not. Yeah. I let me, let me he will come back. I do think he will be back. I do think that McVeigh will look and say like, "Hey, he's been we've been okay without him. We're going to ramp him in slowly. There's no need for him to rush back." I think yeah. that is working against you. What I think is working for you is that the Rams look like they can contend for a playoffs. Mm-hmm. That means they're going to want cut back so that if they get in the playoffs. Maybe they get a lucky run, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think he comes back with a pitch count. Yep. I think he only runs X number of routes a game. Um, I think they only let him take con. I, th- I think they'll even manage to the point where they're even going to only let take contact certain points in the game. Yeah. Um, so whether it's, you know, that the 10-yard out route where he just runs out of bounds all, you know, 10 times or whatever it might be. So I think all of that hurts all of the fantasy prospects for him. But again, we're just two guys sitting in, you know, computers speculating. So yeah. we'll see. All I know is that I hope he comes back and at least can be more productive than Rashid Shahid. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think that's very hard, Sean. Yeah, well, so it's a low bar. Yeah. I, I, I still have some hope. All um, right. I think that's it yeah. for the week. I think that's it. As always, if you have trades, reach out to your trade partner, whoever that might be. We do want to encourage you at the bottom of the league or even if you're not comfortable to reach out and trade with people, because we are starting to get to the point where me and Sean will be talking about locking teams here in the next few weeks. Um, <laughs> you, get a, you get a bad run, and we're at the point where it could be possible. right? With all that being said, make sure the trade is a good trade. You don't have to give up the best piece. You don't have to give up your best piece on a team. If you want to buy a better running back, move your sec wide receiver two. Don't move your wide receiver one. Be smart with your trades, and you will come back. Or don't um, just punt the year and don't trade at all. Like that's fine too. Whatever makes your heart happy. I don't know about y'all, but I'm feeling inspired. Yeah, so we got with some tired. Like, like the field general is is hyping me up here. Yeah. Uh, so I, we will, with that inspiration, probably kind of turn this week over and uh, hope everyone good luck. Yep. Week good five. luck this week. And uh, we'll catch we- y'all next week. See you, everybody. Peace.